This is Money, Motivation, and Mike, and I am your host, Michael Wainwright. In charge of all the controls is our audio engineer, Jason Wright. And hello to you, world. This is the show that will change your life. As always, LMX3.VIP is our website. You can always go there and find all the information you need, the downloads, the uploads, the sideloads, all the goodies, and always interested in hearing your comments, your questions, any of the things that you may think that could better our show or tell us where you think that we need to be making a, a changes. And that's info at LMX3.VIP. And of course, we've launched our YouTube channel. And right now, youtube.com forward slash at MX3 podcast. There's where all the places you can find us. And here we are once again on another fabulous topic that I believe we'll be talking about corporations, partnerships, LLCs, taxable taxing entities, something that is very dear to my heart due to the fact that within accounting, my, my specialization is taxation. And within taxation, my specialization is the taxation of entities. And it's a question that I always get during tax season is how can I save money? Well, we'll get into all that momentarily. Now, some of the things I want to update you on, and, and as we're coming here to the close, not necessarily the close, let me say the, the, the first deadline for filing our tax returns, which is April the 18th. Got to be prepared for that, making sure that if you're not going to be filing your taxes by April 18th, that you are getting an extension filed, whether it's you or your tax professional. Uh, need to make sure that you're on top of that. Now, as far as what we have been doing here and back on our YouTube channel just for a moment, our most watched episode is episode 38, which is finding a tax preparer. So that tells me as the host of this show, that the content and the information that we continue to bring you on a weekly basis is exactly what you're wanting to hear because you're interested in knowing how to educate yourself and make yourself a better taxpayer, a tax, uh, 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 getting your stuff ready for your tax preparer at the end of the year. You're absorbing this information. You're intrigued by it. Those are the things that not only are you telling us through your voice, through your emails, but we can see it through the numbers. And just an example, as of yesterday, yesterday alone, we had 742 downloads of, of, our, of our previous episode. Now, okay, if you go multiply that over a week, you're right at 5,200. It's 5,194 to be exact. But then you come to today. And here we are at a 1.30 in the afternoon, 13 and a half hours into our day, and we've already had 702 downloads. Now, you can go do those calculations, and maybe it goes up to 1,500, 1,404, if you will, or maybe it, it, it starts to even out maybe around 1,000. The point is we try to bring you different stats and different facts every week on our show, and you can, can, you can see through the content and the the communications that we continue to get back from you that you are very very interested in the in in the information that we bring on a regular basis we're very happy we're very proud of that now we're always adding here to our table and this week i have brought in a stadium called arlington stadium where i have seen a ton of games sitting out there in those bleachers it's the original home of the Texas Rangers when they came to town in 1972. Now here we are, two more stadiums down the road as our favorite baseball team, the Texas Rangers, are in their third uh, facility, uh, if you will, 
that hosted actually the World Series three years ago. Unfortunately, it was not the Rangers in that in that World Series. But nevertheless, we keep these statues, uh, things that are very important to us, monumental. Jason told me before the show started that he actually got to attend a game there before they went on to the what was considered the ballpark in Arlington. And I believe, Jason, you saw Nolan Ryan pitch there. I did. And that is that's that's big stuff to people like myself. Uh, you getting to experience that ballpark, which was just a little old. It's called Turnpike Stadium originally. And it was a little old minor league ballpark. And they got the Texas Rangers to come to town, which was originally called the Washington Senators. Ted Williams was the coach back in that day. And he's the one that was the number one coach, the first ever coach of the Texas Rangers in 1972 when they come to the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Now, moving on with our topics today. And there are five basic entities that we have when it comes to businesses in the United States and then the taxation of those businesses. Now, I'm going to tell you real quickly that a couple of them are not typically what we focus on when you are getting tax advice and getting getting an idea of where you want to go with your business in the upcoming year. You got you have your nonprofits, and obviously we love nonprofits and 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 what the meaning is behind that behind a nonprofit, a five hundred one c three, etc. But a nonprofit means you're in business to not make money, so it's not necessarily always when you're looking at business the entity that you're going to choose now. A 80% of our small businesses in this country are sole proprietors. Now, I can tell you right now that if you are a sole proprietor and you are any type of serious about your business in this year, you have to change that entity. And we're fixing to get into that momentarily. But I hear all the time about people, well, I'm a sole proprietor and I'm small and I don't, I don't there's no benefit for me to moving uh, to a, an unlimited liability company or a corporation or an S corporation, uh, the, the C corporation. There's no, there's no benefit to me. And I have no idea where they get that other than it was just another myth. I'm not big enough to be IBM. I'm not big enough to be TI. Actually, you are. And you operate your business just like they do. Maybe you don't do it on the same scale that they do it on, but you operate that way every day. And that's one of the big deals about changing our mindset and motivating ourselves to gather the information so that we can make proper decisions when it comes to our business. And the number one decision is how I'm going to be taxed at the end of the year. Now, when you go out and you convert or you start up your business as a sole proprietor or you're converting it into another business, and we're going to we're going to focus on 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 three of those entities today, which is the C Corporation, the S Corporation and the Limited Liability Company. And when you're going out and you're trying to decide which one of these you want to be a part of that you want to make your business, there's really two areas that mostly everyone focuses on taxes and liabilities. How is it going to affect my taxes and how are the legalities of, of such an entity going to help me if something unfortunate comes my way? In, in the near future. And I can assure you in this day and age, something unfortunate most likely will come your way. And you have to be prepared for that. And that's where the liability comes into to play. We're not going to focus on liabilities today. The legalities of, of, of an entity, you need to consult with your, with your local lawyer or, or be looking for one so that you can have a lawyer on your side whenever you're running your business. We're going to focus more today on the tax part. And the taxation of these entities, which I've already expressed, is something that's very dear to my heart. And we will we will just start with the with the C corporation. 
And the C Corporation has been around for a long, long time. It's been around the longest. And it is not the most popular entity anymore because the number one thing that you get into with a C Corporation, if you're not able to uh, zero out your business at the end of the year, and what I mean by that is your income and your expenses basically offset each other. If you're not able to do that, then you get into having tax at the C Corporation level And then you still have not gotten your money out of the company. And when you do that transaction, you've created another tax, which is what we all refer to as double taxation. So I'm not a big supporter of C corporations. There are reasons to have them. 30 years ago, I was in favor of of the C corporation, but we had a different agenda and different, different things that were going on with the IRS codes, the laws, et cetera. Now you can go back. And you can study on the C corporation, but I'm telling you just here right now that that is probably not the best uh, entity for you when you're moving forward with your business and trying to grow your business and number one, saving taxes and minimizing your tax exposure. So if we can take the corporation being a C corporation or an S corporation, and we can just kind of remove the C corporation right now. And once again, getting with your lawyer, getting together with your accountant, your tax preparer, et cetera, and going through what your business is all about and the scenarios that come along with that, you'll be able to identify what your best entity is. C corporation would be third on this list uh, with what we're talking about today. Now, the two that come down to, in my opinion, the decisions is the limited liability company or the S corporation. Now I'm going to go over a couple of those things where some of the, 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 the differences in the two are now, remember when you form your corporation in any of our States in the United States of America, you are a C corporation. When you set that company up, you then have to go file form 2553 with the IRS to become an S corporation. So if you if your intention is to be an S corporation for taxing purposes, you have to set your corporation up within the state that you so choose and then you have to go file form 2553 to get the designation of being an S corporation. So you've got to remember that if you're setting up a corporation and hopefully the person that's giving you advice and 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 they and and maybe you're not getting any advice because there's so many, so many different avenues out there right now for you to be able to go and do these, the, the formation of these companies on your own through the legal zooms and the law depots and basically going to the state, uh, Secretary of State's website in this, in the state that you're in that you're wanting to uh, incorporate your business and form, uh, do a formation of your business. Most of those forms are right there and you can follow those online. But if you're an S corporation, you got to for, you got to file that form 2553 to get the S corporation status. Now, as far as a limited liability company compared to that, if you if you have more than one member, then those members are not married. You do not have to go file S corporation status to file a limited liability company, which files on a partnership tax return. You have the opportunity to file that however you want. Now, if you go out and you decide that becoming a limited liability company is what's best for you, and you are the only member of that limited liability company, you then also have to file Form 2553 to be able to file as an entity such as an S corporation. You file If you are an LLC and you file Form 2553, you are asking and being designated to file as an S-corporation, even though you are a limited liability company. If you don't do that, 
then your tax return is going to fall. Your business tax return is going to fall back onto Schedule C, which is a sole proprietorship. And then Social Security and Medicare taxes and all those things come back into play. And as we talked about in a previous episode, talking about Social Security, Social Security is 7.65%. It's 6.2 for Social Security, 1.45% for Medicare. That makes up the 7.65 that comes out of every payroll check that, that, is, that happens in the United States of America. And then the employer has to match that. So that's where the 15.3% comes in. If you're a sole proprietor or if you're a limited liability company being treated as a sole proprietor, then you have to pay that 15.3% Social Security and Medicare. If you are over here and you have taken the LLC and formed a 2553 form to be taxed as an S corporation or you're an LLC and you have more than one member, if you have two members or you're an S corporation, you're not paying Social Security Medicare taxes because corporations don't pay Social Security Medicare taxes. So you need to be aware of the entity that you become and making sure you get it set up properly for taxing purposes or you're going to get to the end of the year and you have then defeated the process of why you did what you did because you did not take the proper steps at the start. That we always talk about on this on, on this show, Money Motivation and Mike, it's about information, information, information. And with the information, you can make great decisions and great decisions then make you money. So please keep that in mind. Now, as far as the owners of this LLC and this S corporation, now, of course, corporations have have stockholders. Stockholders own stock within that corporation, just like they do if you're involved in a, in, a, in, a, in a corporation and you've bought stock on the New York Stock Exchange or the S&P 500, you're a stockholder. And if you own a small business and you're a corporation, an S corporation, you're a stockholder of that company as well. Be aware of the fact that you go out here and your business started out small and it continues to grow, grow and grow. Maybe you have to bring on more stockholders. Because you need more capital and the expenses and the manpower that are needed continues to get bigger and bigger. Remember that an S corporation is limited to 100 shareholders. If you have formed an LLC, there are no restrictions on your on your ownership. So please be aware of the fact that if you have large, large aspirations for your company, an S corporation is limited to 100 shareholders. And maybe that's not a big deal, but it could be. And the management the management comes along with these two companies in an LLC. The managers of that company are managed by typically the members. That's what all the LLCs that I am involved in and that we continue to prepare tax returns for on a regular basis. The management is the members. The managers of an S corporation are the directors and the officers, the board of directors and the officers. And obviously they are influenced by the, by the shareholders or the stockholders, if you will. Um, The profits and losses of an LLC and an S corporation are taxed the same. LLCs and S corporations do not pay taxes. The members in an LLC and the shareholders in an S corporation is who pays the tax. So when a tax return is done for an LLC or an S corporation, either entity, a K-1 is produced based on the amount of members or stockholders that are involved in these companies. So if there's five, there's five K-1s that are going to be produced. And the K-1, and we're just going to say that these five owners all have a 20% stake in in such XYZ company, then they will all get a K-1 that produces 20% of the profits or losses of what that company has done throughout the last 12 months 
which is typically on the calendar year. As a matter of fact, it always is on the calendar year. So be aware of the fact that these companies don't pay taxes. The individuals, the members, and the shareholders pay tax. So what that means is your income coming from this company is going to be taxed at your tax bracket. So you've got you've got Uncle Bob over here who is later in life and he's made all his money and his income is not as strong today as your income is because you're over here and you're in the mix of your career and you're a high-end money earner right now. You have to understand that with an LLC and an S corporation and you get your K-1, you're probably going to pay more tax than Uncle Bob is. So the members in a LLC or an S corporation more than likely are going to pay different taxes based on their individual tax brackets. So be aware of that. All right. The liability of the owners. With an LLC, there is limited liability with the owners and the managers. With a S corporation, that liability falls with the corporation, but then in return goes and falls to the shareholders, the officers, directors, um, etc. So be aware of the fact just like we talked about with the liabilities and we're not giving out legal advice here on money motivation and Mike, and that's why you need to consult with your, with your attorney or get some, uh, some legal advice online or however it is that you go about the fact of, of, of being able to, th- to get the legal information you need to make a proper decision and back on the tax and, 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 and how that works and these entities being flow through entities. That's the reason you don't pay the taxes at the LLC or the S corporation level. And like I talked about a while ago with the physical year, see, typically a January through December calendar year is what 99% of the companies in this country use for their taxable year. But there are people that have a physical year that start in other months of the year and, of course, end in the previous month. So maybe a July, uh, an August 1st is your start of your year, which then it means it ends uh, July the 31st of the next year. And and maybe that's the way that your particular company needs to be set up. That's pretty predominant in a C corporation. As a matter of fact, that's the only place that you can have a physical year, not a calendar year. If you're an LLC or an S corporation, you had to have a calendar year because the calendar year then falls in line with the taxpayers, which is the individuals, which as we all know, files a tax return as of April 15th of every year, unless you file an extension. So just a few facts there. Now, here are a couple of points about the LLC versus the corporation. If you're looking for tax savings or benefits for an LLC by a state, the LLC passes that tax along as we've already talked about. So if you are a member in a state, you live in that state and you pay tax in that state and that state has a tax You just have to remember that when your K-1 flows to your personal tax return, you're also paying state income tax on on the income that you receive. Now, on the other hand, if that company has a, a loss, it's also helping you with the loss against other income that you're paying within that state. If you're in a state such as Texas or Florida that does not have a state income tax, then this is non factor to you. But you have to be aware of the fact. That even though you're involved in an, a, an LLC or a corporation and this company is in another state, when that money flows to you, that's what's going to be happening on your personal tax uh, tax return. Because it's income that you, in essence, are receiving within the state that you live, and it's and it's taxable to you. 
So just make sure that you're aware of that. Another great thing about an LLC when it comes to that fact is let's just say we had two partners and we we have three different categories within an LLC. We have the ownership factor, we have the profits factor, and we have the losses factor. But on paper, when we set this company up, you and I were 50-50 partners, but I am a silent partner. We both brought our dollar to the table and we put $2 in. So we're 50-50 partners when it comes to the capital and the ownership. But you do a whole lot more work in that company than I do. Let's say you do 75% to my 25%. Well, even though we're 50-50 on ownership within this LLC, you can receive 75% of the profits because you put in 75% of the work where I only receive 25% of the profits because I've only put in 25% of the work. So that is a unique characteristic of an LLC, and it's something that you can do, and you can change that profit and loss number on an annual basis. And it is a it is a neat thing that you're able to do where you're not able to do that in, in an S corporation. It's ownership by stockholder. So whatever you own in the stock is what you own for the profits, the loss, and the ownership. So be aware of that. Now, also, one thing that I did not mention on on, on filing a Form 2553 with the Internal Revenue Service to become an S corporation for taxing purposes is that has to be done 75 days after the company is formed. So if you formed it on January the 1st, it's got to be done on March 15th of any given year. So be aware of the fact that you do have to file that and there is a deadline. Uh, there There are some exceptions to the rule. But there are exceptions that, frankly, you do not want to have to get into in trying to battle with the Internal Revenue Service to give you S-Corporation status. Once again, you can always contact us at M.W. Wright & Company, LLC, or Mike at MWWWrightCO.com for all these kind of questions and comments. And, of course, you can always contact us, info at MX3.VAP, and we'll get you to the proper people, particularly maybe in your state where you're going to need some help to be able to do those things. But you need to consult with your tax professional. You need to consult with your with your legal counsel so that you can make proper decisions because decisions today saves money tomorrow. And so many people get the cart before the horse, if you will. And they think if they go out and they just make the money, everything else will take care of itself. And in essence, it will. But taking care of itself tomorrow may cost you more than it should if you had prepared for today. So that's a little bit about today with taxing entities. As I always say, I get hit with it every, every year during tax season. I get, I get hit with it, frankly, every week. How can I save money on my taxes, Mike? Because you, you work, you work for the corporation, you work for corporate America, you get a W-2 and maybe you're even a traveling salesman or or you have non-reimbursed employee business expenses. Well, if you have been paying attention or you have been uh, looking at the laws or maybe even just looking at your tax return, you have been able to realize that non-reimbursed employee business expenses are a thing of the past and how property taxes are now limited to $10,000 and how difficult it is to take medical expenses. I mean, you virtually, I've got almost have a tragedy to be able to take medical expenses on your tax return because the medical is subject to a seven and a half percent floor, which means if you make a hundred thousand dollars, the first 7,500 is not taxable. Uh, it's not deductible. Excuse me. You got to make 70, you got to have $7,501 to deduct the first dollar. 
So contributions, they're 100%. And when, when the IRS changed our standard deductions here a couple of years ago, where it's now into the, the $25,000 average range for a married filing jointly couple, it's just become harder and harder to do itemized deductions. And itemized deductions on that Schedule A is where so many taxpayers over the last couple of decades, especially during my tax practice that I have been in for the last 33 years, it's a place where you've always been able to go and and do some deducting and, and have some financial planning to where you can minimize your taxes on your Schedule A. No longer can you do those kind of things because all those things have phased out and, and are no longer a part of our tax code at the current moment. Hopefully they will be in the future because it's been very detrimental to the taxpaying citizen. And it's unfortunate that our 535 congressmen and senators have yet to figure that out in Washington, D.C. Nevertheless, that's why you always write your congressman or senator. Now, I guess it's doing an email or sending a certified letter. You need you have local offices uh, of, of your congressman and your senators, and you need to make sure that you are in constant contact with them. You need as a constituent, you need to be out there and you need to be prepared to show them where you are being hurt because most people vote with their pocketbook. Now, I know there's other topics that come into play, and healthcare is one of those, and, uh, and, and, and abortion, and, and, and international, international uh, policy, and, and what we're doing in, in NATO, and all this other stuff. But most Americans vote with their checkbook, and how it's going to affect me. And I can tell you with the tax laws over the last several years, it's affected you and impacted you in a negative way. Yes, we did get some breaks during the pandemic, but that has also been now a couple of years ago. And those stimulus checks and, and the things that we had some relief on, that's no longer the case. And just like I've talked about in previous episodes, the tax laws are back to the way they were in 2019, and they have not increased. And you have win and you've taken this dip. And so many of you have to be aware of your weekly paycheck, your quarterly paycheck, your semi-weekly paycheck, whatever, however you get paid. You need to look at those stubs and you need to see what's on them. And you need to understand why this week I got another $25. I got another $50. It's not that they gave you free money. It's they changed the withholding laws in the middle of the year. So you're getting more money throughout the year. And then you come into your tax preparer and you're upset because your refund is not what it typically has been over the last couple of years. And a couple of reasons for that is because of the stimulus the checks that we've been getting, the breaks that we've been getting, the child tax credits that we've been getting, and the fact that um, the tax withholding laws have changed to give you more money throughout the year means you get back less at the end of the year. And people are caught off guard whenever that comes up. And they're thinking they're going to get this three, four, five thousand dollar uh, income tax refund, and it's just not the case. And it's because somewhere along the lines, the information was not communicated to you. Maybe it was, and you weren't listening, or maybe it just wasn't, and you have to go find it. But you know, nevertheless, there's no excuses. You have to take care of your your finances, and you have to take care of your taxes so that you're prepared whenever it comes tax time next year. And right now, here it is in April coming into May, coming into June. These are the times when you prepare for next year's taxes, not in January of a tax year. You have to make those changes now and getting involved in whatever it is you're getting involved in. And right now, obviously today, we're focusing on small businesses. Now, you don't get in a small business to lose money. 
but there are a lot of write-offs that you can take in a small business that you're, that you're not getting to take advantage of today because what you are is an employee within a company and you make your dollar, then it's taxed. And after the tax is taken out of your dollar, they send you the difference with your weekly paycheck, bi-weekly paycheck, whatever it is. So if I had a small business where I might be able to write off some things here that are involved in my business, we're not talking about just setting up a business to have write-offs. We're talking about a business that we're interested in and making money, but there are things that go on in your daily life that are business expenses that could be deducted off of a business tax return if you so much as had the knowledge and the information that maybe you don't have today. As always, got to continue to educate ourselves. Information, it's all about it. Um, once again, April 18th is approaching. Make sure that you're prepared there. If you've already filed your taxes, that's fantastic. Now sit back and get your tax return out and dissect what is on that tax return. I have three quarters of a year left to make sure that whatever my situation is this year, it is better next year by getting with a tax professional. And like I mentioned at the start of the show, your our, our most viewed episode is finding a tax preparer on on our on YouTube. So obviously that is a big thing. It's something that's attractive to you, and I and I'm greatly appreciative of 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 you going out and getting involved in all of our information. So continue to do that. Continue to email us as we always talk about MX3.VIP. We're making a lot of strides. We're affecting a lot of people's lives. It needs to be your life. And we're always here willing and able to help you in any possible way we can. And if we can't help you, we know professionals that can. So staying today with a small business, you've got a lot of time on your hands right now before the tax year is out. So we've got to get us a business idea and we've got to put it together. And that's something that you need to be working on to me on a daily basis. You can always reach us at info at mx3.vip. Always find us at youtube.com forward slash at mx3 podcast. For everyone who's been a part of this one, once again, until next time, live your life the right way. <laughs>